Could saving you money actually be costing you money? Keep listening to find out. Welcome to the WalletWin Podcast. Each week, we take a look at a different piece of the personal finance puzzle. I'm Jonathan Texera. And I'm Amanda Texera. We're your guides on your journey to getting out of debt, building wealth, and changing the world through generosity. Here we go. This is going to be a fun topic to tackle, isn't it, John? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a goodie. It brings me back to a time when we saw a show. Oh, yes. Do you remember it? Oh, I remember this show. I think everybody remembers it. It was Extreme Extreme Couponing. Couponing. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, you think about it. Coupons, they save me money. Well, Extreme Coupons... That must save me a lot of money. Right. So we tuned into this show. I mean, back in what? The the glory days of reality oh, television. Man. I feel like every weird um habit got a television show. <laughs> <laughs> and the the Is money. that one that that girl only ate french fries or something? Yeah. Oh, there was some There was a lot of shows. One, somebody only ate raw meat. I mean, it was One lady only ate cornstarch. Anyway, that's a different crazy. show for a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> this one was about coupons and people it's who the, the took it to living manifestation. the mm-hmm. extreme. People who took it to the extreme. And these are those people that would scour for coupons. I'm talking oh. dumpster diving yes. for coupon inserts. Well, I mean, the, Or the, begging their neighbors to give them their coupon inserts. Or mm-hmm. buying coupon inserts from people. Yes. And that sounds crazy, but then they would show kind of the payoff. Mm-hmm. They show, they go, oh, let me show you this. And it's this basement that looks like a grocery store almost. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, you know, 50 boxes of cereal. A hundred bottles of shampoo. Enough soap to wash an army. And they're like, and this all cost me about eight bucks. Or I got it free. Or I got paid 10 bucks yeah, to yeah, take yeah. it they away you, from the store. They show you the receipt, and it's like, you know, it's like as, as long as the, it's long. as tall as they are. And then at the <laughs> bottom, it says, like, cost eight cents or something. So, or in the most crazy oh, man, cases, like plus $20. They got paid yeah. to take it away, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I mean, so you're like, oh, this all- is amazing. I want this. I hate paying for stuff. These people can get it for free. I want to get it for free. Right. So it kind of it sparked off this giant craze of mm-hmm. what I would say is the 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 twenty teens version of frugal living was kind of sparked off by this. You know, mm-hmm. the blogosphere caught mm-hmm. hold of it. Mm-hmm. It became really popular. I mean, we did it for a little bit. You got you. Oh, did some, you, I did uh, it you for not like extreme couponing. You just, I did just like wanted intense to see. Couponing. I wanted for for about what a month and a, a half month there, or two. maybe. Yeah, we did intense. It couponing. was more like I have this love of being really strategic, and mm-hmm. it felt like a game I had to figure out. And once I, we'll talk about it in this episode, did a little bit of a cost benefit analysis. <laughs> it soon became this non entertaining game for me mm-hmm. and it didn't have any real benefit in our life it was it down, is entertaining though it was fun and entertaining for a bit and it the thrill of the hunt getting something for free mm-hmm. these are things that light our brains up but again on this show extreme couponing for example 
They went into their process. Oh, these ladies had binders and binders of coupons and sales flyers and all this stuff. They had to stay really organized. Mm -hmm. They had to print off several of the coupons. So right there, you're looking at a a lot of ink every single month. They had to account for to buy ink and time to go to the website. Well, one person admitted it took. Yeah, on average, it took about 40 hours a week from start to finish Mm -hmm. to do all of this. And I remember... That's what made me think this is crazy. That's when I was like, uh, I mean, what? Okay, so let's do the math here. A job. A job that you get money for and then you go buy groceries and other stuff. Right. <laughs> a job that feels a little more meaningful. I don't I mean, honestly, then I did the math on that lady's haul. Uh-huh. So she she got this, you know, she got about eight hundred dollars worth of products mm-hmm. for free that month. OK, so all her groceries and toiletries are um, they're all free. She didn't pay anything for it. Pay. Mm. But she put 40 hours a week into it. That's a um, what is that? 160 hours a month. Yeah. You do the math on that. That's $5 an hour, guys. Uh, we have teenagers babysitting our kids downstairs being paid better than that right now. <laughs> I mean, are you serious? This, I mean, at this point then, it's a lot of the people on the show are probably, it's more of a pleasure project and mm-hmm. almost a hobby. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you could not call that a responsible financial move. No. And the funny thing is, is that most of these people, they did it motivated by finances. So it was just this really interesting conundrum of, whoa, I don't think, I think that something's getting, the frugal living movement is going too far and it's starting to be costly. I think this, this, this idea right here, extreme coupon, couponing, is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. I love a good coupon. Love saving Nobody money. doesn't love a good Who coupon. Doesn't love it? Does, nobody doesn't love a good sale. But you take it to the extreme, mm-hmm. and now it's getting in the way of really what you're actually trying to do, which is save money yes. or meet some goal or whatever it is. It is too it's, it's getting expensive. In the way. Mm-hmm. And it might not hit you in the wallet. It might, though. But at the end of the day, it ends up costing you far more than it gives you back in return. And that, my friends, is where you have to be careful with the frugal living movement. Now, again, Jonathan and I, and we'll get into this, we kind of want to redefine frugal living. Because I think frugal living and what the blogosphere has turned it into over the last 15 years it's kind of gross and ugly and I don't want to I don't want to advocate for it. Hmm. The separating the two ply into one ply to save a buck. <laughs> I just can't in good conscience recommend it. I can't tell you to go slash your family's food budget to $200 and to live off boiled enriched macaroni product and have no nutritional in value in anything you eat. I can't do it. I can't ethically do it. Pasta. It's called pasta. <laughs> I know, but that's what it's called on the box. Like enriched. Like they're just trying to call it something fancy, even though it's just carbs. Okay. 
<laughs> There's nothing there. And so it's starting to take a toll. And I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. It's just getting too costly. So let's dive into some of these cautions and things we want to talk about of how the frugal living movement might be costing you more than it's giving you. So first up, this trend of tripping over pennies on the way to dollars. Mm. Tell me more about that. What do That's you mean? kind of a clever phrase there, right? Um, just almost this like obsession of saving money, saving like a, a mm-hmm. saving money mm-hmm. robot where people get laser eyes, their head is down, and they're tunnel visioned of just I got to save money. I got to save money. I got a coupon that. I got to save, save, mm-hmm. save, save. I got to drive across town. I got to exactly. spend $7 in gas mm-hmm. trying to get the eggs that are 25 cents off. Yeah. It just doesn't, the focus, it's so insane. You're, you're, you're tripping over pennies on the way to dollars and that you are so, con- if you're doing this, people who do this, you you end up being Almost so like concerned mm-hmm. about saving a little bit here, saving a little bit there, and then what you need to do to get there. The only the only thing you see is, is the is money. the amount, the price tag on the receipt. You don't see the time it took you. The, the gas. The time it took you to go to that other store to buy it. The gas it took you uh, that you burned to go get there and back. The time it took you to figure out, well, okay, this is on sale here. This is on sale there. Mm-hmm. I got to go over there. Now I need to do this thing. Now I got to fill out this form to get the rebate. All of those things add together. So you're seeing just this little piece of the puzzle cents. instead of the whole picture of your finances. Exactly. And then, right, if you're running around town doing all this and then you'll, you hear some advice, oh, mate, you could, you should, you should think about starting a side hustle. I don't have time for a side hustle. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to worry about any of that stuff. I think I might know where you could find a little bit of that time. <laughs> In your conquests and of saving money. In your life, right? And so, yes, you might end up paying a little bit more for eggs or something. But overall, you've paid so much less holistically in Even financially. Feeding, your, feeding your family. Exactly. I've met families, though, that they are in this tunnel vision down. Maybe they've got a big family. It kind of it started out of a need, mm-hmm. but then became almost this. They've thrived off of kind of living on this razor thin budget. And they wear it like a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. It's become their identity to just kind of eke by every month and to whittle off savings in every possible way. And they think that that's what's allowing them to, you know, continue to eke by on this absolute razor thin margin that's not really that healthy for them. Mm -hmm. This saving money conquest, it's almost like, it's just saving money for the sake of saving money. There's no greater good. And they're not seeing that I could be saving the money so we could invest. Mm-hmm. We're not saving money so we could go on the family trip. It's just saving money for the sake of saving money. And that in itself, when saving money doesn't have a greater purpose to it, it can almost become an obsession. Mm almost an addiction, mm-hmm. um, and it can become unhealthy. Yeah. It has to serve your family mm-hmm. and your your health in some other way. There's no real benefit to getting too 
two bucks off here or a BOGO there, if it doesn't free your time, energy, space, for? health, and money, f- exactly, to go make memories with your family, mm-hmm. to be able to give to someone else. To get out of debt, to do whatever it is. Yes. It's, it needs to be, well, I, I'm going to, you know what? Last month we spent X on groceries. I'm going to, my goal is to spend X minus 50 this month because I want to put that $50 towards getting out of debt, towards the family vacation, towards yes. this extra, uh, you know, campaign that they're asking for donations to at church mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. There is a reason to save some money on exactly. your groceries. Exactly. And so you just got to be kind of, yeah examining that are you tripping over pennies on your ways to dollars it's just something really to pay attention to we talked about a little bit as we were going over that last idea but the thing you really got to think of here is your time yes i know right at least for us it's what is it thursdays we it comes in the mail it's like all like the ads for the week for the grocery stores Mm -hmm. oh this one's got a roast for 70 cents a pound. Oh, but this other store, which is nowhere near the first one, mm-hmm. has eggs for 30 cents a box. Oh, and then that one's got butter on sale. Oh, and milk Costco's is a dollar here. This. Oh, my, my. And now, one, I'm going to, f- I have to sit down with like Organize four different myself. circulars, mm-hmm. read them all, highlight them, circle them, make my plan. Okay, I'm going to get the roast and the bread and the milk at store A. Then I need to. Okay, well, now I need to know. And then you make this big plan of where you're going to go for what. And that's just at the kitchen table, the time <laughs> yeah. I've spent. Now you're running around town like a chicken with your head cut off, mm-hmm. fighting traffic. Taking the kids in and out of uh. the van four times. <laughs> I won't do it. Got to go find the, the car, shopping cart four <laughs> times. Uh. It's craziness. There's so much time. So just you, you would just think of that. And this is just with coupons exactly or, it's or easy because we've been talking about stuff. that you have to do a cost benefit analysis and this is ultimately what i did when i attempted that you know extreme couponing right, extreme, my yeah. version of extreme coupon. coupon. i think i got some razors i got some other stuff, we and got I, some stuff. I think i got like 90 percent off i was kind of proud of myself some good trips but again i bought stuff that i wouldn't have bought yes that's that was frustrating was. it's like uh i just didn't even need that's why those stuff. people end up with like <laughs> a whole bookshelf Full of shampoo because you just got to get the savings. Or a lifetime's worth of uh, laundry detergent that expires in three years and then they have to throw away. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And anyway. anyway, it's borderline hoarding. Okay, organized hoarding. Um, the cost benefit analysis has got to be here. So let's go back to that couponing. Mm-hmm. Okay, eight hours clipping coupons to save $40. But wait, what if you decided to? take some of your talents or your ideas or the skills that you had and you created a side hustle out of that or you did ship shopping or something like that and that's paying you twenty dollars an hour uh three hours of that side hustle is objectively better because it earns you more okay instead of eight hours clipping coupons and now i have forty dollars saved i did three hours on this side hustle i have sixty dollars in my hand I not only have more money, arguably I've got more money at my Mm -hmm. disposal, and I have five hours of my time back. Mm -hmm. This resource, this one resource that it is the only resource you can't get more of Mm -hmm. ever. No matter who you are, 
no matter how much money you have, exactly. no matter what your job is, no matter where you live, you only get 24 hours in a day. Exactly. It is the only resource that is completely level on all playing fields. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's our most precious. And here's one more layer of frosting on that cake <laughs> is, and I, this is, I'm going to make this argument, even if the time spent or the money gained was the same, I think working some sort of side hustle or something like that is more beneficial to you. Oh, because intriguing. you're not just like you're sitting or one this is for couponing, right? You're sitting around clipping coupons, chasing some savings versus maybe doing something creative, right? Mm-hmm. Making something or putting your, your ideas, your talents, your efforts, something to use to create something. Usually or, that process brings you alive, a feeling of being alive yes. and joyful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even if it's just. I guess to say even, but even if it, if it's just doing like, you know, Uber Eats deliveries or ship shopping or something like that, you're providing a service for another human being hmm. instead of just chasing some savings by staring at a computer screen or the circulars or the coupons or whatever for however long that is. I think that's objectively going to be better for you and maybe for other people. If even if the time and the money was the same, hmm. I'd encourage that other one. Interesting. Mm hmm. A little bit better for your soul, but that's another episode. The ethics of indignity of work. Ooh, baby. Mm, another episode. <laughs> so we'll be right back with two more big ideas when it comes to frugal living. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Hollow, the Catholic meditation app. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, isn't it? That is some background sounds. This is the Gregorian chant background that you can put on any of the meditations inside the app. Cool. Yeah, so there's a bunch of them. There's nature sounds, ocean waves, mm. yeah, white noise, gentle rain, ambient tones, even church bells. I appreciate that a lot because... Sometimes when you're praying, silence is amazing, mm-hmm. but it can also lead to distractions and rabbit holes and a little bit of <laughs> guided noise to help you enter into that prayer experience can be a huge benefit. Yes. Or if you're praying somewhere that's not silent. Like our house. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, probably yours. sound can kind of help you carve out a little bubble as you pray or meditate. And you can listen to all those. You can add these onto anything that you're doing in the Hollow app. You can get your extra long extended 30-day free trial of the premium tier of Hollow at hollow.com slash walletwin. That's hollow, H-A-L-L-O-W dot com slash walletwin to get that extra long free trial. Or just click the link in the show notes. All right, the next point that we want to bring up about frugal living is beware of the deprivation-based knee-jerk. What do I mean by that? Well, we have felt it in our own life, Mm -hmm. um, and we have watched it in multiple people's lives, where it kind of feels cool to, you know, adopt this idea of frugal living Mm -hmm almost challenge yourself to just inappropriate levels of frugalism. Sure. 
Frugalism. <laughs> Irresponsible levels of deprivation mm-hmm. just because this blogger or that gal on Facebook did it, blah, blah, blah. Someone on Instagram had a no spend month, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Good things in themselves, but you can't always take them and apply them directly into your own life because mm-hmm. you didn't see the details, etc. But okay, you took it, you applied it, something stressful came up, a lot of pressure got on you at work, whatever, and you snapped like a twig. <laughs> <laughs> you snapped like a twig. And then instead of, you know, calmly going back to your budget and just loosening things out a hair to be more of appropriate level, you just blitz it. You take a bomb and you you throw it in there. You blow the thing to smithereens. Mm-hmm. You hit up Target like it's going out of style. You load at Costco. Mm-hmm. You Binge out on the Amazon purchases and you just spend, 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 spend. Because your brain has been in this like lockdown, caged animal animal, in a corner mode. Mm -hmm. Something came up and the cage got rattled loose. And instead of just calmly exiting the cage... The animal in the cage goes out in a blaze of glory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and so this is, and this is, this is, uh, I mean, this is when you just entering into a spot where it's just it's too much, too much pressure, too much deprivation. You've cut way too much than is appropriate. This can happen. I'd say this is also more likely to happen when, like we were saying earlier, there's no real reason. Mm-hmm. So there's all this pressure building up, but it's not being used to drive towards anything. Right. Just like right. Save like, money. Save money. Save engine, money. Like there's the pressure in your engine. Right. Like. The the, it, the the little explosion in the engine happens and it moves the piston, which moves the tires and all that. Like there's a reason for that pressure. Here you're just building up pressure for no reason until it bursts and it's going to explode mm. and make a huge mess all over the place. So if you're going to tighten the belt up in one or two areas of your lifestyle or even maybe more, if you've got a very concrete goal, mm-hmm. for example, when we were getting out of debt, we for sure lowered oh, those lifestyle cool. categories, but we still Shark lived loaded. up our life. We mm-hmm. enjoyed so ourselves because we made sure to still build in fun and still protect things that mattered to us. Mm-hmm. So you have, Even you, though you to... arguably those those lifestyle categories were very low or not funded at all, mm-hmm. but we watched our debt go down every single month. So our brain was getting those happy endorphins and getting lit up because we had other positive things our money was doing, not just inappropriate low grocery level for no other benefit other mm-hmm. than just mm-hmm. we just needed it to be that. Yeah, the equation needs to be balanced. So it's it's it, there's there's things happening on each side, right? If you're going to increase the pressure in an area, let's, we've been using it all episode, with groceries, you need to build in some something to relieve some pressure elsewhere and that doesn't necessarily mean you just move your spending somewhere else but it means like you you have a way to kind of to blow off steam to have some fun or whatever it is that thing when right the pressure's the pressure's building because you're you're tightening it down when there's an external an additional source coming at you external pressure what's going to help relieve that stress so it doesn't blow up the pressure cooker of this reduced spending so that's right Making, getting creative with those ideas to have fun, 
or, you know, just, just you need having to get, financial goals that you're watching get closer pro- to. Get, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to get that little progress. boost there. You and then I would find say those things that make it worth it and make it doable. The final thing here to note would be that fun money category Ooh, fun in the budget. Category. We have always advocated for you've got to have, even if your income is very low, you've got to have a little bit of fun money. Mm-hmm. We always encourage giving from the earliest days. If you're earning an income, you need to be challenging yourself to give. If you are, you've got a low income, you've got to be also building in a little bit of money to blow off steam. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking $150 a month. No. I think when we started out and we were getting out of debt, I honestly think we funded $5 a month a piece. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot, but it was enough that I could go get a Starbucks coffee mm-hmm. and I could buy a magazine. Or Jonathan, I don't know what you do with your money. I <laughs> He went to the dollar store and bought five gadgets. You get a candy bar. Maybe I save <laughs> it up for two months. I get something else. I buy some app, whatever it is. But there was always a little bit of a just. A little bit of breathing room. A little bit of stuff where you go. I could do something. Normally you wouldn't buy that, right? I'm trying to get out of debt. I don't really need that magazine. But it's like, you know what? This is for having fun. Exactly. It's five bucks. It's ten bucks. Maybe, it, you know, as you become debt free and more financially stable it might be 50 it might be 100 and that Mm -hmm. may be where you get you know your nails done or you do you go out and you have lunch with a friend and you Mm -hmm. fund it from that fund money you know this is it's a category you've just got to have because it allows you to have a little bit of wiggle room and still fund those things that you wouldn't normally do throughout the month when you're going after other goals Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a huge, huge thing. All right, let's get into that last point, John. Frugal living redefined. Mm -hmm. Let's redefine what we really think this should be. Let's get away from the separating the two-ply into one-ply to (laughs) save a buck. Let's get away from $800 worth of shampoo and crackers that are bad for you (laughs) in your basement, not allowing you to enjoy the space just taking up room. Let's get away from that as frugal living. Let's replace it with something that's more healthy and sustainable. Because at the end of the day, frugal living can be an amazing tool in your belt. Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting because when I think of frugal, I think of this cooking show on PBS when I was a kid. Hmm. The Frugal Gourmet. Ooh. And it was all about, and it wasn't just, it wasn't just, 80 ways to cook ramen. Yeah. <laughs> Every episode, I mean, he would make good food. And of course, it was frugal, right? He wouldn't spend it a ton on the ingredients. And I remember it probably very clearly because on a couple episodes, Elmo was on. Elmo? Elmo came on, wrote a little cross promotion nice. on PBS. But it was also because he was like looking in the pots and talking. That reminds great. me of the modern day struggle meals yeah, yeah, on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Similar idea, a little, you know, the PBS version though, so a little calmer. <laughs> Uh, but I, so that's what I think of when I think of frugal. So it, to me, it's like, yeah, you're going to save some money, but you're not, it's not subsistence, you know, level. It's not deprivation. You're being smart with what you're doing. Exactly. Spinning it positive. Cause mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when used appropriately, it's so smart. 
Yes, you and should it's save money. Really prudent. You should not overpay for things. And so I really want to redefine frugal living as just living efficiently and strategically within your means. Ooh, baby. And you're gonna you can at that def with that definition, you can utilize frugal living when you're just getting started. Maybe your income's lower and you're trying to get out of debt. And you can still live frugal living when you are a multimillionaire. Because mm-hmm. just because you've built up a high net worth doesn't mean you want to go out and just drop the Benjamins left and right all over the place. That's how you become not a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, if you read the book, The Millionaire Next Door, it talks about kind of these frugal living habits of the millionaires. Mm-hmm. The, the everyday millionaires that live around us in regular neighborhoods driving a Toyota. That is a arguably a frugal living decision a millionaire would make. Mm-hmm. They could afford the Tesla. They could afford the McLaren. But they chose, most of them probably chose your average, you know, run-of-the-mill, nice Camry, maybe a Lexus, something that wasn't this crazy high dollar price thing. But it was stood out for its reliability and its dependability. That's right. Yep. So frugal living is just living efficiently within your means no matter what your income level is. It's there as a tool to help you reach your financial goals and just, you know, live appropriately, Mm -hmm. you know, in relationship to things. I mean, as your income goes up and your net worth goes up, if all you do is just keep upgrading your lifestyle at a certain point you can't really upgrade it that much more (laughs) i mean it just becomes at that point pointless in some ways you know you can only eat so much lobster before you just decide i want to eat something normal Mm -hmm. (laughs) again so frugal living can be this thing that kind of keeps you grounded and in a great relationship with your money living efficiently and strategically within your means helping you go towards your financial goal, whatever it is, whatever the next best one is. Sorry, I hear the dog barking outside and I'm getting all distracted. Um, But that is really at the heart of it. And that's what I want to redefine it to. Mm -hmm. And if you're you're talking about living, you know, with your your money and your finances strategically, working towards your goals and all of that, if you're right, the big, you might have a big question. Well, what are, what should my goals be? What is next? What What are my plans? We've got a free training for you. You should check it out. It's at walletwin.com slash free training, all one word. And are those you can click the link in the show notes. We the two of the biggest goals that we help people with are getting out of debt and saving money. And you don't have to give up everything you love to go after. I mean, that's what we've just been talking about in this episode. You don't need to just slash and burn and say goodbye to everything you love in order to make any progress. And we will show you how. This is why WalletWin exists to help people know how to do this. So head on over, walletwin.com slash free training or click the the link in the show notes and we will, we'll, you can just go right through it. Go through right that training. We'll, we walk you step by step through the WalletWin method for making big progress with your finances. And again, you don't have to give up everything you love to do it. We'll see you at that training. And until next time, bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the WalletWin program at WalletWin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. 
see you next week